1: promo
2: time this week i'm very happy to tell you about a new podcast called a little bit grim now this one covers a whole different array of subjects from paranormal to true crime to aliens but you don't need me to tell you taylor and jenny can do it a lot better than i ever could take it away
1: hi i'm taylor hi i'm jenny are you into ghosts aliens or murder it's okay if you do because we love terrible things too It's why we started our podcast, A Little Bit Grim. We talk about the paranormal, true crime, folklore, cults, conspiracies, some disasters, and every other heinous thing that could possibly happen to a person. It's a little bit spooky. It's a little bit funny. And it's a little bit grim. And you can find us wherever you like to stream your podcasts. And find us on your favorite social media platforms. We'll see you there. Goodbye! Goodbye.
2: Engage in through voice. Roonies Is anyone else going a little bit doolally being indoors all the time? If so, I've made a new game. It's called throwing coconuts at the wall. Yeah, it's a tad messy, but oh, it's fun. To those of you who have to work, please be careful, take care, and if needs be, I have coconuts on standby. In the meantime... On with the pod. Well, hello, my friends. How are you all doing today? I hope you're happier than the coconut seller who lives near the intro voice fella. They're raking it in just now. Now, have I got a surprise for you with this episode? Have I? Yes, yes. If you had a surprise for me, that would be a bit weird. The subject this time is one of your more bizarre cryptids, and I know that's saying something. It's also one of the lesser known ones, but it really should have a big old spotlight on it. But be careful, don't get too close, as it may bite you with its rabbity teeth, or fly right at you, or get you with its antlers, or steal your nuts. Confused? You should be, but I'm very happy to tell you all about the Vulpertinger. What's that? The Woolly Bertilinger? No, no. The Vulpertinger. I will be saying that in a very different way each time, by the way. Now for this one, it's very much time to get your learning hats on. Go on, you go get them. I'll wait while I find mine, which is totally nearby. <clears throat> Searching. Searching, is that it? Enhance. Enhance. Ah, here we go. No, let's put tennis umpire hat. And yes, that is a thing. Keeps the sun out, and it protects me from askew tennis balls. Okay, where was I? Ah, here we go. Let us venture back in time. How far back in time? Roughly two hundred years or so. About the same length of time it takes pears to ripen. Where are we talking about? We are talking Bavaria. Now, Bavaria is a very interesting place. A landlocked state within Germany that has borders with Switzerland, the Czech Republic, and Austria. Think of the cream cakes. From what I have read, while Bavaria is in Germany, and is German, it's also very much Bavaria. The same way that you've got the United Kingdom, but the individual countries have their own identity. Did this lead to the creation of the Volpertinger? Perhaps. Is that why the Scottish have the unicorn as our national animal, and the other countries don't? Are the Scottish the Bavarians of Britain? Is this tangent gone on long enough? I believe all to be true. If you want to believe in the normal and standard when it comes to cryptids, you do you. But we all know that there's so much more to it than face value explanations. Bigfoot is not just some hirsute hippie who doesn't want to live in civilization. We know that. We've spoken to them. The Volpertinger was alleged to be born from taxidermists having some fun when they were stuffing some animals. Bit weird, but I guess it makes sense. So they would make creations from different animals that mixed different species. Because that's what the Volpertinger is. It's a creature that's created from more than one species. See, the Volpertinger, who I'm going to call Volter for the foreseeable, is not just a standard-looking cryptid. Now, by that, I mean, you look at Bigfoot and you see a big hairy biped. You look at Nessie and you see a big old dinosaur fish. Volter, however, who, mama, wait till you hear this. While there are varieties of vulture, the most common is as follows. Your actual basic vulpertinger is around the size of a big rabbit. It has the head of said big rabbit, but with a squirrel's body. On top of that rabbit head are antlers that you would find on a wee stag, and finished off with the plumage and feathers of a pheasant. I will give you a minute to take that all in. Are you picturing it? Isn't it glorious? Why does it look like this, though? Well, I'm glad you asked. Was it the taxidermists and their odd parties? Norman Bates from Psycho was a taxidermist. Just saying. Not if you ask the locals, though. If you ask the locals, they will tell you a romantic story between a hare and a roebuck. They fell in love. The hare and the roebuck, not the locals and the hare and the roebuck. They fell in love. They went for a moonlight walks. They had some wine. And eventually, they had a little baby vaulter. What confuses me is that it was a hare and a roebuck, not a rabbit, when the vulpertinger is part rabbit and not hare. I'm not touching that one. Regardless of all that, that covers the rabbitness and the antlers. But what about the plumage? What about the squirrel? By the way, if you're listening to this and you live in America or Canada, may I suggest you take a moment or so to see a squirrel the way I see it? I've seen this done first hand and it was very, very entertaining. Moving onwards. The reason that the vulpertinger has so many different looks is that it wasn't just the hare or rabbit and the roebuck who fell in love and created offspring. The squirrel fell in love with the pheasant and had some offspring, and they set up a little bed and breakfast on the outskirts of the forest. They're thriving. Four stars on TripAdvisor. So, as you see, there are a few varieties of the Volpertinger, and I, for one, would like to meet one. My Murthers, shall we go on a journey? I believe we shall. Crypto cycle is purring. Speaking of which, no cats for this trip. I'm not taking any cats where there's gonna be birds. Finn, he likes to chase rabbits and animals and stuff, but if he caught one, he would just want to play. Ray though? No. So the sandwiches are packed. Lots of German sausage with some obadzida and limburger cheeses. Well, when in Rome? Actually, if I end up in Rome, then something has gone very, very wrong. Where was I? Oh, yes. About to time travel to 1800s Bavaria. Here we go. We've arrived. The time is getting on. The place. A forest in Bavaria. The people. Me and the wee man. The job? To find a dinger and have a chat. Why am I whispering? There is nobody around. Force a habit, I suppose. Stop it now. Okay. Carry on. We do the usual with the crypto cycle. Throw the camo net over it and let it have a wee sleep. It must be tiring motoring through time and space, you know. Me and kiddo stop for a few minutes to share a quick sarnie and some fruit tea to wash it down before we start on our way deeper into the forest to try and find ourselves a vaulter. Das is good, ja. Finna myself for enjoying our wee saunter through the forest, loving the sights and sounds of Germany in the 1800s. Over there to our right is a small clearing where Beethoven is conducting some badgers in his new composition. Why Badgers? They find it easier to hold the instruments, of course. Crabby little hands. We walk a tad further and over to our left, there is, of course, a couple of guys in leather shorts slapping each other while sausages cook. Is this too stereotypical? Damn you, Wikipedia! Really is a beautiful place here, though. Lush would be a good word. What's that, Finn? That is true. Verdant would be another great word. Good boy. Now stop showing up your dad. Oh, hang on. Finn's attention has been sought. He's doing that hunker down thing that the border collie side of him does when he sees something he wants to herd. And by herd, I mean play with. He's looking at me. Oh, yeah, sorry, kiddo. I hunker down beside him. Where will we looking? Nod straight ahead. I get out my binoculars and hold them to my hairy face. Takes me a few seconds of scouting, but then I see it. My first Vulpertinger And it's holding a Oh Oh well you don't see that every day. It's holding a tuba. Huh This Vulpertinger has the rabbit head, got the squirrel body, and antlers. No wings or plumage though. It's about the size of a small dog, or a large cat, or a weird-looking two-year-old human. It's got squiddly hands. They're not that big, but I think, by the looks of it, the tuba is custom-made. Unless you get child-sized tubas. I don't actually know the answer to that one. Quick aside, the best thing... Well the second best thing about searching for and befriending these so called monsters and cryptids is that these days I can keep my surprise noises to a minimum. It was the reason I stayed a good distance from the haggis all that time ago in on episode one. Didn't want to startle them with my excited squawk of delight. By now though, a rabbit headed, antler having squirrel bodied creatures top ten in the surprise meter. Throwing a custom made tuba maybe squeaks into the top five or should that be parps obviously the best thing is meeting them at all a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot may be your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times
0: Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a one hundred dollar credit on your next campaign. Go to LinkedIn.com slash results to claim your credit. That's LinkedIn.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply.
2: I watch as the beautiful animal swings the tube around under the satchel on its back and quickly ba-doing, away the way that squirrels do. Finn has its scent now, though, so we follow. We keep a good pace, but nothing too strenuous. Finn stops every so often to make sure we're heading the right way, and off we go again. We do this roughly for about thirty minutes, and then smoothly for another ten. That's when Finn stops, looks up at me, and then nods to the left. I look over, and that's when I see the wee wisp of smoke And the smell of cooking. We look at each other and we walk towards what must be a campfire. Okay kiddo, here goes. It only takes a couple of minutes and we made sure that we weren't that quiet as to not surprise them. It wasn't that difficult to be honest because it was really really thick hedges and foliage. Finally we pop out of the thick bushes and we find ourselves in a clearing that contains a fantastic sight. A campfire's blazing away, and around it were ten vulpertingers, three of which had brass instruments. (gasps) They're all pointed at me. Me and Finn, we both raise our hands, which is a lot easier for me than him. Don't shoot, we mean no harm. I was hoping that somehow one of these gorgeous creatures understood me. Of the ten, three still had their brass targeted on us, six had paused mid-bite, and one was looking at me, unafraid, more intrigued than anything else. I see we have some visitors today. Tell me, what are your names? "'My name's C.K. This here's Finn. "'I'm really sorry for intruding. "'We were kind of hoping to meet some vulpertingers. "'Maybe if we just have a, have a bit of a chat.' "'The spokesvaulter gestured at us to lower our hands. "'Finn huffed a big sigh of relief at that one. "'We both then bowed towards them to see if that would work. "'After a few brief seconds, they all bowed back. "'The three vulpertingers lowered their brass.' Whew, not how I would want to be going out, taken down by a tuba. They scooted round to make room for us, and we plonked ourselves down amongst the circle. Thank you for your kindness. I appreciate you allowing us to join your gathering. Our pleasure. My name is Greta. It is not just a gathering. Today is an important day in the years of Wolvertingas. You have found us as we practice for our annual event. The German word will be too hard for you to understand, but it translates as the festival of music, food and flight that happens every year at this time. How big is the German word for that? Oh, about a foot and a half. So what are you practicing? Are you a band? You're a troop? There were some chuckles. Oh, there's are so much more, mein Schatz. Please, it was us. And then we can show you what das Zubahafd Fliegen-Wurpertingers can really do. This is where time shall pass as we munch some bratwurst and wash it down with something called beer. Just this once. Not for the boy though, dog ears or not, he's still not old enough. Time for a little bit of heart. (laughs) And welcome back. It's only been an hour, but, oh, I am so full of sausage and marshmallows. Luckily, I don't have to do what I am about to witness. In the past hour, Greta explained that each year there's a festival in the nearby town to celebrate the region's foods, drinks, lederhosen, and spookiness. And that's where the Wolpertingers come into play. Everyone in the town is fully aware that they exist, and there's no threat Either way. Mainly for two reasons. One, the townsfolk are just generally nice folk, as are the Volpertingers. And the second is tourism. It's quite hard to travel in the 1800s. Not everybody has got a time-travelling crypto-cycle they can just hop on. So the festival is a big part of the town's year, economy-wise. It used to be a small affair, just, you know, stalls, some music, some dancing. But once word, and more importantly, the beer, meats and cheeses of the region spread, the bigger the festival got. The Vulpertingers were asked to get involved because they are seen as non-threatening, but still also very unusual. The best part, the tourists don't think they're real. They think they're just well-trained birds of prey with antlers stuck on their heads. This eventually led to what they're about to do for me and Finn now. The trio of brass instrument-clad vulpertingers line up and prepare to play. The remaining crew are out of sight at the moment. Then the band kicks off. plays something in the sky catches my eye it's the rest of the vaulters they're in a v formation an actual v not a german w they swoop down and nearly graze the tops of the tree line they twist and fly across each other this is amazing it's like the red arrows in the uk or the blue angels in the states the band are oomping to their heart's content and the magical flying vultures are now flying amongst each other, creating an almost helix pattern. Whoa, they are good. Whoa, what are they doing now? That's amazing. How have they done that? They're now... How do I explain it? They're flying upwards, again in the V formation, but they're trailing coloured smoke behind them guess they've got branches with some kind of chemical powder, I don't know how that works, it looks fantastic though, and Finn is applauding with padded paws, it's muted but it's heartfelt, the band are playing, the vaulters are flying, and me and Finn are having a really good time, and that is where I'm gonna have to leave you my friends, don't worry there's going to be more from the Walters in another episode I'm going to have to go to this festival I'm not missing on that that's going to be so much fun and you will definitely hear it if you would be good enough to stay after the music I've just got a few wee updates to give you but for now my lovely Marthas next time you my friends your good health Okay, dokie folkies I won't keep you too long I promise First thing I'm going to do is shout out and say a massive, massive thank you to the new patrons I've got, who have been kind enough to generosize their money towards me. <laughs> um, yes, so I would like to say thank you, a massive thank you to Mohamed Hussein Basich, Muhammad. I really hope I've said your name correctly, Alicia Tully, or Robin Kegel. Leslie Sebi, Teresa Porto, and Leah Schultz. I'd also like to mention Maureen Aldrich and Louisa Wagner, who have upped their pledges. I can't remember if I said it last time, so I'm going to say it now. All of you, thank you so much for your kindness and your generosity. It's um, still bewildering, but lovely all the same. Thank you very, very much. Um, other couple of bits I'd like to see. I now have an online store. It's, uh, I'll put the link in the, sh- the show notes because it's it's quite a long link. <laughs> it's t-shirtstudio.com forward slash marketplace forward slash mirth's dash and dash monsters. But I'll put the link in the, the, the show notes. There's hoodies, t-shirts, mugs, There will be more stuff being added. um, But there's many, many things you can get. And also, if you have any questions about it, complete, please feel free to email me at mirthsandmonsters at yahoo.com. Thank you very much. The last thing I'll say is the Facebook group. Mirths and Monsters Facebook group, a.k.a. Finns Fan Club. Just recently... This has been a very, very good place to be in. It's a very safe place, comfortable place. Like slippers or a nice blanket if it's cold. Or stew. That's what it is. It's a crockpot, a stew. A nice safe place. And it's full of absolutely wonderful people. Um, not me, obviously. I'm horrible. But yeah, the Murthurs are lovely. Um, I highly recommend it. And we do a Facebook Live every Sunday. 10pm UK time which normally ends up, we talk about food there's a lot of folk digging food in that group yeah. (laughs) but yeah um, I highly recommend it, it's a lot of fun I think that's everything you can find me in the usual places Twitter, mirths underscore monsters, Instagram mirths73 and on Facebook um, mirths and monsters thank you very much for your patience in this episode. I'm glad you stuck around. If you didn't, you can't hear me. Fair enough. <laughs> Till I speak to you next time, folks. Take care of yourself. Taddy fling.